All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star because I follow his blog. I was, um, I've been checking it out a while. It's a really, really good blog. I just asked him before. He gets about 10,000 clicks every month to his website. And I'm like, man, I get 2,000 to mine and I put a lot of work and energy into it. So he's obviously pretty good at at what he does. Uh, And on top of that, he's now started his own SEO and website agency where he helps other people do the same. Uh, So without further ado, let me introduce from Street Workout St. Kilda, the one and only Mr. Vic Volensky. Vic, how are you? Yeah, very good, Jono. How are you doing? Yes, I'm awesome. Uh, let's dive into it, Vic. I know we're going to speak about a, a lot of different things today, but I'd like to hear about your st- story to start with. Let's just start with, um, I guess, with Street Workout St. Kilda. Did you want to let us know a little bit about what that is and, and how it came about and why it came about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Street Workout St. Kilda uh, is basically a personal training business that's also tied in with a blog uh, and obviously a website. Uh, and we've got a bit of a YouTube presence as well. Um, and so that kind of came about um, as a byproduct of um, the sort of entering the fitness industry and trying to sort of make a name for myself. Um, and so I was kind of researching what is sort of the best way to reach people online. And obviously you had things like Instagram, um, Facebook, Um, And and then the other avenue, uh, you also have websites, right? And so the sort of the barrier to entry for websites is generally a lot higher because obviously you've got some fees involved um, and you need to learn how to set up a website and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And and so I um, decided to learn how to do that. um, And by doing so, I learned... uh, web design i learned uh seo which is search engine optimization uh, which is basically a way for your website to rank in google Um, and and so by doing so i've been able to generate as jono said ten thousand clicks per month and obviously that results in a, a decent amount of business for the website awesome all right i got a couple questions for you uh there vic and let's even break one down because i think like uh, I speak to a lot of personal trainers, right? And a lot of them will have websites. And I'm kind of like, you know, great, you know, um, having a website's okay, but I mean, <laughs> you got to have people to find it, right? Otherwise, it means absolutely nothing. You know, if you've done any SEO, and they'll usually say something like, yeah, 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 you know, my when I got my website designed, my website person SEO'd it. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, what, what keywords did they SEO it for? They're like, oh, I'm not too sure. And I'm like, you got no idea. Yeah. What, you know, so do you, do you want to give us a bit of an indication? And let's go super simple with SEO, right? Like I'm pretty comfortable with it, but most people listening probably won't really know much about it. Do you want to start super simple, like not even how to do SEO, like 
what is SEO at its most basic level? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, SEO is basically a set of techniques that are used to uh, help your website rank in Google. And so obviously, if your website is higher in Google search for specific keywords, uh, then you're going to generate traffic for those keywords. Um, and so you're going to get people that are specifically interested in, for example, personal training, popping onto your website. And these are obviously the best leads you can have. Um, unlike something like social media ads, where you're kind of targeting people on um, things like their behavior and their interests. But these people, you're catching them at a time where they're not necessarily interested in finding a personal trainer. But people searching in Google for personal trainer, obviously, these are people that um, really want to find a personal trainer. Yeah. And so I guess the, the first thing that you uh, want to sort of consider uh, in SEO is what do you specifically want to rank for? Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously, a lot of you might say, uh, I want to rank for personal trainer, but so does every other personal trainer in the whole country. And the whole world essentially right so you need to um, find something that is slightly more specific Um, and and so i would probably recommend pairing the keyword personal trainer with perhaps a location and so obviously there's a lot less people searching uh trying to rank for personal trainer in your suburb so perhaps that's something that you actually have a decent chance of ranking for um, and, and so you would build the pages on your website um, in such a way that they would reflect the keyword that you're going for. And that'll hopefully um, pick up sort of traffic over time. Um, I don't know how much in depth you want to go into this. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's, keep, let's keep going. I, I might, because I, I do want to circle back to your specific story, but I think while we're on this, let's let's spend a minute here, right? So... Because I think that's a really good point. Like the trainers that I speak to, hey, they might have half an idea what, what SEO is, but you hit it on the head. Like you got to know your keywords first, right? And because yeah. I think we can go deeper in, in, in that as well. So let's even mm-hmm. just say, and I know it's going to depend, right? And I know you gave an example there of um, personal trainer and let's just use St. Kilda. Well, actually, I don't know Melbourne, but is St. Kilda a suburb? Yeah, you, correct. So, and I'm guessing you're probably ranked pretty high for personal trainer St. Kilda. Yeah, we're on the first page, correct. There we go. Awesome. So, ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go there. One up. So let's say, you know, personal trainer St. Kilda. What other kind of, I guess, words would uh, would someone type in? And also, if you can let us know a little bit about, like, um, how we know whether it's a good word or not. Like, do we just, is it just what the trainer thinks is a good work or should they do some research? What What can you kind of tell us there? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I guess... To answer your question, uh, you don't make any guesses in SEO. Everything has to be uh, data-driven. And and so there are a lot of different tools out there that can help you understand what is sort of the two main factors that you should be looking at, uh, which are your competition. So how many people are essentially trying to rank for what you're trying to rank? Um, and the other one is volume. So are people actually searching for those specific keywords, right? And so obviously you want keywords that have high volume and low competition. 
And usually those are very hard to find because everyone knows that if there, if there is a lot of volume, then a lot of people are going to target those keywords. And so they're going to be high competition as well, usually. Um, but there are exceptions. Um, and so part of, part of this exception is that you should be looking at more niche keywords, right? So these might have slightly less volume, but it doesn't matter because essentially if you can rank for them um, in a reasonable amount of time, then they'll still get you customers rather than trying to rank for something like personal trainer, which will be near impossible, right? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like if you've got a niche, maybe you're into boxing or you're into calisthenics or dance or something, you might want to do some research on um, how many people are searching for boxing personal trainer, um, boxing personal trainer plus whichever suburb you're in. Mm. Um, and you might want to do some, yeah, some research regarding that. Um, and the other thing that you might also want to look into is something called Google My Business, which is a really excellent um, tool for local businesses, especially um, to sort of uh, get their presence out there, right? So basically what that is, is it's a, it's a little sort of, we call them map packs. And so if you search personal trainer near me, what you'll see is you'll see three uh, different businesses listed. You can click uh, see more and you'll see the rest but essentially it's it's free uh, and what you can do from there is you can click onto their website you can click onto directions which will take you to their business or you can also call them directly from google search without actually going to their website uh, and so this is something you can set up quite easily um, through the google my business portal let's take a quick break when it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Awesome. All right. Two really good points there. Let me summarize and, and maybe even go deeper. So yeah, I think that Google My Business is a no-brainer. That's if I use any local business, that's what I do. You know, I want to find <laughs> Spanish classes near me, you know, uh BJJ near me, you know, because SEO, it's so hard for a lot of small businesses, you know, it's kind of like yeah. they just don't come up. And like it's very easy for me to miss um some good businesses if I'm just looking at the the top three results that are usually big chains, you know. But Google My <laughs> Business, it's so fair. You know, there's only a, a handful of people that do it, and then it's on the map. I can see how close it is to me, and it's it's free. So I think it's a, a no-brainer for any local personal trainer listening. Um, <laughs> keywords, yeah. So I think I'll tell you a story, Vic, because I learned a hard lesson uh, on this as well. When I first wanted to SEO optimize my website, I was running um, courses, online courses for personal trainers, uh, and <laughs> my course was a, a boot camp course, how to run your own boot camp, all right? Went to an SEO agency and they were like, right, Jono, what keywords do you want to rank for? I'm like, look, I want to be number one for online boot camp course. They're like, yep, no dramas. 
they got me to number one in like three months, you know, happy days or super happy. Um, did that for a couple of years. And then I learned how to check the search volume. And there was zero search volume <laughs> online bootcamp CC course of personal trainers or, or whatever I targeted, you know? So mm-hmm. that's an important lesson for the, the trainers. It might, then there's two sides to it, but let's start with volume, you know? Like you might be like, all right, cool. I want to be number one in, you know, female boxing personal trainer in Cogra. Yes, I'm number one, but then there's no volume there, right? So I think <laughs> it. Uh, but then on the flip side, you know, I want to be number one in fitness, you know, to be number one in personal trainer, like good luck, you know, out of the, you know, there's, there's not even any, any point there. So it's kind of like, um, you know, how can we find that balance? What's something that's got some traffic going on there, but doesn't have a huge amount of competition. And that's where we, we go in there. So I've got two follow-up questions there, Vic. Follow-up question one is how would someone do their research? Do you have a, a favorite tool that you recommend someone can use and see um, the traffic and the competition? And then on the flip side, do you do you have any recommended numbers? I'm guessing that might change depending on the area, but like you know, if it's got ten searches a month, is that enough to target? Or yeah, you know, what can you tell us there? Tools, and then what sort of volume, if possible? I know that one will depend, but if you can give us an indication there. Yeah, for sure. So just to add to the point that we made before, um, so the yes, per, like keywords are obviously. Um, so some can be very difficult to rank for, but they're also location-based. So even if we disregard the map pack that we spoke about earlier, um, if you are searching for something like personal training, if you are located in Melbourne, you will get a different result than if you're located in Sydney or Brisbane or any other city. So that's something also to keep in mind. So Google knows uh, the where you are and it can target results based on that. Um, as for uh, keyword research tools, um, so I currently only use two. Um, the first one I'll mention briefly, it's called Ahrefs and this mm-hmm. is a very expensive tool uh, that can be used to do a whole lot of keyword research and specifically uh, it's designed for more complicated tasks than that. Um, but the good thing about Ahrefs is it will actually give you a organic keyword difficulty score, uh, which this second keyword will not give you, right? And, and the second keyword tool that I use is called uh, Keyword Planner. So this is a, a free uh, keyword research tool. Um, it's made by Google, so all you have to do is set up a Google Ads account, you don't need it to uh, even spend any money, um, but you create the account. Um, and then what you do is you uh, click on to the uh, keyword planner tool and you type in a keyword and the location. So you can set all of Australia or you can target specific states or even cities. Um, and what it, it'll give you is it'll give you the volume so it's an estimate, obviously volume also changes. So it's kind of an average. Usually it'll give you something like between 10 and 100 or between 100 and 1000 or something like that. Um, and it'll also give you the difficulty, but this is the difficulty based on advertisement bidding. So this is not related to actual organic difficulty terrain for that result. So in, in that case, it, it 
might not be as um, sort of insightful as Ahrefs because Ahrefs gives you a direct measurement of organic difficulty. Uh, but you can extrapolate from the uh, advertising difficulty because you can assume that uh, organic results will also be based on a similar similar difficulty score. Awesome, yeah. And I'll I'll throw in a third as well, which is reach out to someone like Vic because if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I got to get Hrefs and I got to get Google Planner or Keyword Planner and I got to go in there and it's all too complicated, you know, that's where someone like Vic would come into it and you would leverage off his Hrefs tool and he could be like, hey here's a list of keywords, here's the competition, you know, do what you want with it or come and work with me and I'll help you do it, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, and, I, and I'll add on, I'll just give my two cents on that. I, I use a um, SEMrush, I'm sure you're aware of it, Vic, which is basically course, a, yeah. a version of um, Hrefs, probably similar price. I think I pay 120 per month or something. You pay similar. To- uh, I, I think Hrefs is slightly cheaper, but I think SEMrush perhaps has a wider range of tools. Gotcha. Um, but in saying that, that's for people like me and Vic, who who kind of a full time on or you know do a lot of work online. Your average personal trainer, you know, yeah, that's kind of if you're really going to go down that pathway, then you'd get something like that. Uh, and then you've got Keyword Planner, which is good for a bit of an indication. I'll ask you a question here, Vic, and I think mm. it's it's probably going to depend on the personal trainer's budget as well. Is it better? to reach out to someone like you and do whatever, you know, go and SEO optimize my website. Um, I don't know exactly how your services work, but, you know, go and whatever. I'll give you keywords. I'll set up the website. I'll do some stuff for three months. Is it better for a trainer to do that? Or is it better for them to learn um, keyword planner and do their own research themselves and and go from there? What, what's your take there? Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. I think it really kind of depends on the person. Um, if you're willing to learn a new skill, yeah. you can definitely give it a shot. Um, there's a lot more to it than just keyword research and yes. sort of um, setting up a, a page with a bunch of uh, keywords that you want. Um, so that's kind of only the very sort of beginner steps. Um, like the next step would essentially be sort of building content around that, building authority, all that kind of thing. Um, so it, it does take a long time and SEO is, is quite complicated, not only kind of because of the, um, the specific uh, targeting that you need to achieve, but also I think you'll find that if you do try to learn it by yourself, you you might make mistakes that will actually cost you quite dearly and can actually penalize your website um, if, if you're doing things that are sort of against Google's guidelines, essentially. Mm. Um, and, and so 
SEO services, um, you're reaching out to professional SEOs that can um, that have a lot of experience with this kind of stuff, and they can kind of steer you clear of a lot of these uh, penalties and things that you really want to avoid. Awesome. Yes, agree. And the the way I learned it was through an agency, and I still use an agency today. You know, it's, but but I still have done my own research as well, and I think that can be handy as well. That's what I think works best in the ideal situation. You've got an agency that kind of takes care of things, but you've all, you as the business owner also have half an idea as well, because then you can work together and, and get the best of both worlds. Um, we can probably go a couple ways from here, Vic. We can either kind of circle back and be like, all right, why a website and SEO as opposed to social media? Or we can keep going deeper and be like, right, we've got these keywords, but what the crap do we do with them now? Um, which way do you, do you want to go with the compared to social media or do you want to go deeper on on the what we do with these keywords which which way do you want to go i think let's maybe compare it to social media um if we go too in depth it, it gets very like technical yep. and complicated and i'm not sure everyone will enjoy that Good point. Um, but definitely um there's a bit of a comparison to be had um with social media right so every personal trainer has some kind of social presence um, and that's obviously a good thing um but um with social media you've got a feed essentially so whether you're on facebook instagram tiktok um whatever you're on if, if you stop posting for a little while then uh, your audience kind of disappears right um and, and so you have uh some other sort of options um so you have other social media platforms notably you have uh youtube uh, and you also have pinterest which is an interesting example as well um, and, and both of these uh social media platforms they are search engines so they are kind of like google right and so um when you post on either YouTube or Pinterest, um, your results are actually searchable by people, uh, whether through Google or directly through these platforms. Um, and the awesome thing about them is even if you've posted something, let's say a few years ago, that piece of content will continue to generate results. Um, unlike your Instagram post that you did the other day that no one will ever see ever again. Yeah. <laughs> And so um, it, it's very uh, rewarding when you have this kind of snowball effect um, where people are seeing the content that you did a long time ago. Um, and so that kind of um, not only is it searchable, but it also gets recommended based on the algorithm. Um, and you can do quite well with these platforms. Um, and then comparing that to a website, which is uh, kind of on the extreme end um, of that, um, and you get sort of all of the benefits, um, but also on the other hand, it kind of, it requires a lot more time than setting up your, your Instagram accounts or your, um, or your, even your YouTube channel. YouTube takes a long time to get going, uh, but I think a website takes even longer in, in some respects because you need to learn how to either you need to hire someone to do it for you and so it's an expensive process or it's a very time consuming process where you build your website yourself um, and so then you kind of write these um these articles um, so obviously website content it's it's text primarily um, 
And so that then kind of generates views. Uh, but I think the best thing about it is it's your unique platform. And so you can do whatever you want with it. Um, and in a lot of respects, you can monetize it a lot better than something like your Instagram account. Unless, of course, you have like 50 million followers. But let's be honest, not many people do. Well, I'll go deep. That's such a good point because there's, there's so many things going on there. Let me think where to start here. Okay, let's start with the, the disappearing side of things. So I think the the biggest advantage I see of like a website compared to like social media is um, because social media, as you mentioned, disappears in a couple of days, it's co- consistent work. It's like yes. if you want to ha- get a, a good follow or get any sales from Instagram, man, you got to be posting every day or doing something yes. on there every single day. You know, with a website, yes, it, it takes longer to get started. And yes, you still need to post stuff on there, but it's kind of like, this the situation and i think you're you're in as well and, and i'm in now like even if i don't blog for a month it there's other things we do obviously seo wise to make sure that you know it's in place but like you don't need to you know do something every single day or every single week or every, every single month and it's kind of stays up there so it can be the kind of thing where you're gonna have to put in work short term either way if you want to grow instagram okay great you're gonna have to post every day if you're going to grow a website, well, to start off with, yes, you're probably going to have to do something every day as well. But like that stuff you do every day on your website, ideally will set you up long-term. Whereas the stuff on Instagram, not so much there. So that's an important thing. Um, now I'll get your take on this, Vic. Let's speak now online versus face-to-face. Um, I think my take anyway, I think face-to-face website wins hands down for SEO. I think YouTube and Pinterest are good um, if you're in the online space, face-to-face, I'd go website. What's your take on that? I, and I know it's obviously harder. We've mentioned that, but just purely results-wise, well, do you agree or what's your take there? Yeah, 100%. Um, honestly, like I've, I've played around with um, things like in Instagram, uh, things like Pinterest. Uh, I, I should probably play a little bit more with Pinterest, but honestly, <laughs> it's not my favorite. Like yeah, you don't look like a Pinterest type guy. Yeah, it's not my favorite platform, but it does perform actually quite well, and I've seen good results mm. for it uh, for for other businesses. Uh, but definitely, a, a website is, um, in my opinion, the best way to go, um, and a lot of that actually comes down to the map pack that we spoke about um, recently, mm. um, just because. It's so easy for um, people to connect with that because they can very easily see local businesses and they can get in touch that way. Um, And so we see a lot of results from that. Um, And you can sort of kind of consider it almost as another social media platform, right? Mm. Um, So your your Google My Business kind of promotes your website on Google um, in a lot of ways. And um, without getting too technical uh basically posting on your google my business actually can help your website rank in google there we go let's go i had another question from there yeah okay and here's my my take as well for someone starting or if you're a personal trainer a fitness business and you want to be in it like for the long term my kind of suggestion is hey you got to have facebook or instagram to start with right it's it's you need something up now ready to go but then also pick one of those long-term strategies as well. If it's face-to-face, probably a, a website. And then you can kind of combine both. It might be like, right, let me use Instagram now. Yeah, i got to post every day and i got to do stuff now, but that's I'm going to get found. But in the background, you know, I've got this website. 
it's been SEO optimized from the start. And let me slowly do these correct things. And then, you know, a year, two years time. Okay, great. Now I've got that, that website pumping as well. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, 100%. Um, Facebook and Instagram, it's easy. All you need to do is um, you go and create some images or some videos and you just flood your, your socials or those. Um, you can very, even if you don't necessarily do a lot of content yourself, just hire a videographer or photographer for a day. They'll, they'll create so There's many pieces of content. Year. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to post that for an entire year, right? Um, and even if you don't have enough money, right, you just go on Facebook and you go on to some of these groups like uh, Photographers in Melbourne and you, are, you, ask, you ask for um, something called um, Time for Print, which means that they can use the images for their own business to promote their um, fitness work. Um, and you can use the images for free for all of your business needs as well. That's um, sick. What was that? That's the best uh, tip I've ever heard. Say that again. Yeah. So just go on Facebook and there's a bunch of photographer groups and stuff. And all you need to do is um, post on there and be like, hey, I'm looking to, um, to do some time for print work. Um, and basically say that, oh, hey, like you can use these fitness, uh, fitness photos for your own business to promote yourself. Um, and then I'll use them for my own stuff too. And you get a pretty decent deal there. That's sick. Awesome tip. Um, all right, cool. So now let's speak. Maybe what we say. Okay, let, I'll, I'll give you some suggestions on which way to go here, Vic, and let me know um, your thoughts. I'm thinking we mm. can talk about like um, on-page SEO, but just very briefly, just like surface level. Right. If mm. I'm going to target, you know, personal trainer Cogra, what are some of the things my homepage should look like? We'll, we'll spend a couple minutes there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Super awesome. basic, right? Because this won't be, you know, uh, website people listening. It'll be like personal trainer people. And even they probably won't, they might do, some people listening may do it on their own, but even just so they have half an idea. Oh, okay. That's what it should look like if I'm optimizing for this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and so there are a few things that you need to keep in mind. Um, so depending on your platform, you should have access to some kind of, um, either if you're on WordPress, you would have a, something called a plugin, or if you're on another platform, um, you would have some fields that you can fill out. And these are usually called meta, meta fields. And so you have, when, when you do a Google search, um, for anything, you will see results. And what you'll see is you'll see a blue title and then you'll see a sort of a basic sort of description it'll be like a few lines and so that is not it, it can be generated by google but usually it's generated by the meta fields that are on your website and so you need to fill those out and the meta title specifically is the most important aspect of your pages seo um, and that's the thing that makes you rank the most right the meta description is for users only and so that is not actually considered for seo at all so don't worry about that just make it for users so don't spam keywords in that 
Um, and then the other thing you need to consider is things called heading tags. And so you will see on websites that some of the writing is bigger than other writing. Usually that means it's a, it's a heading tag. Uh, and so those are very important for SEO as well. So obviously you want to introduce your keywords into that. So whether that's personal trainer plus whichever suburb you're in, right? Um, and so you'll have that, uh, especially in the, the most important heading tag, which is called the H1 tag, right? Which is usually at the top of your page but also you'll, you'll want to consider it in the, some of the other heading tags on your page. Um, and then all you do is you sprinkle for it, uh, through your page uh, a few times the keyword that you're going for as well. So personal trainer plus location usually um, in, in this case. Um, but don't, don't make, make it so that it's keyword stuffed, which is a term we use where you, you over-optimize. And so that can actually hurt you in Google results because Google very clearly sees that you're, you're trying to go for this keyword and you're, you're doing things that are sort of against their policies. And so they will actually penalize you for that. Uh, the, way, the way I heard that explained to me, which was pretty good as well, is I kind of like Google wants to give their users a good experience. You know, that's kind of that they want to give people on Google a good experience where if they type something in, you know, they get a good um, result for that. And it's kind of like if you just stuff that keyword in to try and get to the top, it's not going to be it's not going to be a good read for people, you know, and then Google's going to be like, well, this is a bad read for people. Let's put it down the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And Google, part of its algorithm, right, it responds to user data. Mm. So in marketing, we refer to this as bounce rate. So if people land on your website and then they briefly have a look and they just bounce off your website again and look for other results, that's not a good user experience. It's a bad signal to Google and they will penalize you if you have a, a high bounce rate. Yes. All right. Let's also speak about um, now off-page SEO because I didn't know about th what this was even till early, uh, till, till recently. And to my understanding, obviously, you need the on-page on to start with. Otherwise, there's no real point. Um, but mm -hmm. after that, it's more like the off-page stuff that has a, a most of a um, uh, that does most of the the SEO work. Is is that? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, once you've set up everything, um, so you've got all your on-page stuff. Um, you fixed up your things like your page speed, all of that kind of stuff. Um, then you move on to something called off-page SEO. Um, and so off-page SEO is essentially uh, what we call authority building. Um, and so Google's algorithm is essentially based on links. And these links, we call them backlinks. So they're essentially just hyperlinks. Um, and these hyperlinks basically connect the internet. And that's why we call it the web, right? Because it's a web of websites that are connected through these links. Um, and so based on these links, um, these websites can pass authority onto other websites. Um, and in some ways, it's kind of like social media, right? So if you have your website, for example, um, and you have other websites sharing your website or liking it it's kind of a like a popularity contest right and so the more uh people reference um 
in this case, your website, um, the, the higher it'll come up in social media. So similar to Google, um, the more websites reference your website through these backlinks, um, the higher you'll rank. Uh, and there are a lot of different factors that influence that. Um, it's partially the strength of those websites. It's partially the relevance of those websites. Um, it's partially the, the code that's used to actually link through to your website. Um, so there are a lot of different factors. Um, but in a, in a nutshell, um, basically, the more websites link to your website, the better. But it's not that simple, obviously, but that's the gist yes. of it. Well, let's, um, I'll summarize that to my understanding for the listeners. I think that the way, what I take out of that is, right, if you're a personal trainer and you've got your own website and it's been optimized to start with, okay, you know, that's, that's great. What you want to do is make sure that your website is, is linked on other websites. Where else can mm. you get websites linking to you? That's kind of the, the start point, you know? Um, mm. And that might be things like, you know, being on podcasts, writing blogs, um, uh, being listed on different, you know, you're, you're a member of this um, website or, or whatever it is, you know, and your, your website get listed there. That's kind of, you know, step one. But if we were to go deeper, like if all of them are crappy, like let's say I've got a crap website that's got no people going to it, no traffic, and I give Vic a backlink, well, yeah, it's okay, but it's, it's not really going to be great, you know? And actually, I'll tell you a story, Vic. This SEO guy explained it to me, and he just I was cracking up laughing the way he said it. He's like, look, Jono, here's how backlinks work, right? It's basically um, someone, someone telling you that you're handsome. You know, like if your mum tells you that you're handsome, eh, the kind of mums are meant to tell you you're handsome. It doesn't really mean anything, you know? He's like, if Miss Universe told you you're handsome, I'm going to believe her and I'm going to say that you're handsome. He's like, that's kind of like how it works in the, the SEO world, you know? If there's a website that links to you, but there's no one really going to that website, well, it doesn't really mean that much. If it's quite a popular website, then it means a lot more. And once again, I know there's more into it than that, but I'm just trying to simplify it for the, the audiences there. Um, and then Vic also said like the relevance, you know, like if I've got a fitness website and there's, you know, a chocolate chip cake place, you know, or maybe that probably wouldn't be too bad, but you know, if it's a, I don't know, a gardening place or something, Actually, that could probably... Well, anyway, the point is that the more specific it is to what you do, the better it's going to be as well, right? Yeah, correct. So it's uh, authority, so how big the website is, as you said, um, and relevance, which is how related to your niche it is. Uh, and there's actually one more thing that I usually consider, which is uh, the location. So if the website is based gotcha. in Australia and your business is also based in Australia, then that's a, a very strong signal to Google. Uh, but if you've got a, a link from an Indian website, for example, to your website, then that is not as relevant and not as strong to Google. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Well, Vic, there's some awesome SEO tips there. Um, let's finish off talking a little bit about street workouts. What's, what's the plan there? What, what are you planning to do there? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Street Workouts and Kilda at the moment kind of runs itself. Um, so obviously we, we have a, a lead generating process. Um, and so I've, I've hired some personal trainers and um, they basically do the, the client work for me. Um, and, and so it runs itself. Um, I do the marketing and then I, I have other people doing the, the fitness uh, side of things. Um, and I guess the idea is sort of to expand um, and 
obviously, um, through the fitness side of things, um, but also through uh, other avenues. So we're doing a little bit of um, like affiliate marketing for some other businesses. Uh, I'm considering also doing uh, advertising on the website itself, but that's, mm. that's a bit of a work in progress. And the other aspect of it is that we actually sell um, some fitness equipment as well. So we have a, a bit of a, um, a liquid chalk shop, actually, which is actually what it's called. And we sell uh, liquid chalk for um, like weightlifters and, and people that want to do calisthenics. And so when they, when they grip the bar, they don't come flying off the bar. Um, they've got good grip. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of the direction where the business is going. That's awesome. That's the advantage of having a good website, right? You've got all these different things. That's going to grow your face-to-face business, your personal training. You can sell, um, you know, online products, you can sell physical products. It's, it's, um, yeah, you're in a good position and you've now started an SEO agency. Is that right, Vic? Yeah, correct. So um, started an SEO agency. It's called SEO Summer. So this is for anyone that needs a bit of help, essentially, with their, their website and their SEO. Uh, so we do web design, uh, as well as um, all of the sort of SEO services, whether you want the full package or you just need specific help with specific aspects of uh, SEO to help you rank in Google. Awesome. All right. And I'm going to put all these links down in the show notes, but give them a plug anyway, Vic. If someone wants to check out street workouts and see your content there, where do they go? Someone wants to get some SEL help, where do they go? Give yourself a bit of a plug. Yeah, for sure. Um, So if you want to check out uh, the street workout side of things, you can go to streetworkoutsankilda.com. Um, if you need help with your SEO side of things, uh, it's seosummer.com. Um, and then we've also got the, the liquid chalk shop, which is liquidchalk.shop. If you want to have a look at, um, how to sort of set up a, a sort of, uh, e-commerce business, uh, through your fitness brand as well. That is a good idea. Maybe we get you on for that podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Happy uh, to come on. So I'll put all those links in the show notes. I'll also put them on my website as well. So we can give Vic some, some backlink juice and, and help him out. Uh, Vic, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you want to finish us off with? Uh, not really. I guess um, kind of the main point <laughs> that I want to make is that social media is, is not the... Uh, not the entire sort of mm. story for um, people in, in small businesses, uh, especially for personal training. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of other avenues um, and perhaps considering setting up a website is, is potentially a really good long-term strategy for a lot of the PTs out there. Yep. Agree hundred uh, percent. Awesome. All right, Vic, thank you very much for your time. No worries, Jono. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort. 
so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you or you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.